Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The rapture is coming. Don't be left behind. In today's message, Pastor J.D. reminds us that we're in a war, not with flesh and blood, but powers and principalities. We're to be ready when the Lord returns and be wise to the plots and schemes of the devil. Come learn from this message what is to come in these last days. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 29th, 2023. Satan knows the Bible pretty well, way better than you and I will ever know it. So, He tries to exterminate them because if there's no Jews here, then Jesus cannot come back. He couldn't have come the first time if He would have succeeded. He cannot come back the second time if He were to succeed, which He never will. So why did I go into all of that? Because we're seeing it now. Again, Picture your pastor. I don't think this is a hard stretch. Just picture your pastor running into the middle of traffic, screaming. It's happening. Jesus is coming. The rapture is going to happen. Get out of here. You're drunk. (laughs) Now, it's important. Please don't miss this, because these are demonic entities that use flesh and blood humans deceiving them into believing that his final plan will succeed. Satan, the master deceiver, has deceived human beings, flesh and blood, and they actually believe in his plan for man, that it will succeed. What is his plan? His plan is to ultimately destroy man while promising selected humans for whom he has their soul, who by his lie have believed and are deceived that they can have eternal life, live forever through him via transhumanism. Same lie, new wrapping paper. Adam, Eve, God knows that in the day that you eat, your eyes will be open and you will be like God and live forever. He's just had to update the software on the lie from the garden. Same lie. It's just been updated. You can live forever 
See, he's the master counterfeiter too. He's not just the master deceiver. He's the master counterfeiter. Satan creates nothing. He counterfeits everything. Let me preface this. I take no delight in referencing this again, as I have prior. I do so not because I delight in it, but because it's the truth. And I'll be as loving as I can. But this is damning. It's a damning interview of Benjamin Netanyahu by one Jordan Peterson, which, by the way, was self-censored by Peterson and edited out for what I would hope would be deemed obvious reasons. Because in it, Netanyahu not only admits this, but actually boasts about this deal with the devil in entering into an agreement with Pfizer and providing Pfizer with Israel's DNA database for these deadly injections. Just this last Tuesday, The Defender, which is a children's health defense publication, posted a heartbreaking article about how an eight-year-old Israeli boy, who they dubbed the poster child for COVID vaccines, died suddenly of a cardiac arrest. I'll only quote the subheading, because this precious little boy reminds me so much of my second-born son, Levi, when he was that age. Quoting, eight-year-old Yanatan Moshe Ehrlichman, who was featured in a 2020 Israeli commercial promoting COVID-19 vaccinations for children, died last month of sudden cardiac arrest. Israel, a lab for Pfizer, showed a significant myocarditis safety signal soon after introducing the shots. Here's the truth in love. Donald Trump, by his own admission, in his own words, stated on Fox News that he is the, quote, father of the vaccine. The truth is that Donald Trump is a deceiver. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but demonic entities. And God has given us the ability to discern the spirits. It's with the spiritual discernment that I would just ask you to consider just one of no less than 13 quotes from Trump. Quote, this was on Marie Bartomero's program, I'm probably butchering her last name on Fox News, April 29, 2001, quoting Donald Trump. Quote, I guess in a certain way I'm the father of the vaccine because I was the one that pushed it. To get it done in less than nine months was a miracle. Close quote. This brings me to the third one that I want to spend the remainder of our time on together today, which is that of the recent developments in Israel after the horrific Hamas attack against Israel. In the spirit of truth, speaking the truth in love, I would be grossly remiss were I not to say that this involves Trump and Netanyahu as a duo. And that's the truth. 
Here's how I get there. The end game is a two-state solution slash final solution. This is not peace with Israel, this is for the destruction of Israel. But it's packaged as the two-state solution with Jews, and we talked about this ad infinitum last week, so-called Palestinians, who are Arabs, living side by side in key words, peace and security. Here's the truth in love. This is a demonic deception. This is a powerful delusion for which we have numerous last days prophecies recorded for us in our Bible, starting with 1 Thessalonians 5.3. For when they say, while they're saying two specific words, peace and security, some of your translations render it safety, asphalia in the Greek, same word translated security, safety. While they're saying those two specific words, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, greater intensity and frequency, and they shall not escape. Second Thessalonians 2, chapter 2 verses 9 through 12. This is a chapter we've spent a lot of time in. Beginning in verse 9, the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie, and all the ways that wickedness deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to, watch this, love the truth. Love the truth in love. They rejected it. They refused it. They refused to love the truth and so be saved. And for this reason, verse 11, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie. And so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth, truth, but have delighted in wickedness. Well, now wait a minute. That doesn't seem fair. No, 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 it is. They've already made up their mind. They've already sealed their faith. They've already hardened their heart. God's just saying, okay, I'm not going to violate your will. I've given you free will. You've already made your choice. You've chosen the lie and not the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus is the truth. Jesus saves. You've rejected Jesus and are not going to be saved. You're going to perish because you believe the lie. So you've already made up your mind. I'm just going to give you over to that which you've already decided. I'm not going to fight you on it. The Spirit of God is not going to strive with man forever. Your mind's made up fine. Daniel 9.27, very detailed prophecy. Again, one that we've covered in depth. 
He, speaking of the Antichrist, will confirm ikbir in the Hebrew, my same, same uh, word in my native tongue of Arabic, make stronger, enforced, spectacular, greater, confirm, enforce a covenant with many. In other words, it's already there. It just needs to be enforced. It's already on the table. With many for one seven, that's the seven years. In the middle of the seven, three and a half year mark, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And at the temple, which means the temple has to be rebuilt at the midpoint of the seven year tribulation, we'll come to that. And by the way, Second Thessalonians 2 that we just read, it fills in some blanks because the Apostle Paul in that prophecy inspired by the Holy Spirit says that the Antichrist will set himself up in the temple of God, declaring that he is God and demanding to be worshipped as God in the temple of God. So at the midpoint, the three and a half year mark, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation. Matthew 24, Jesus refers to this specific prophecy of Daniel, as Daniel wrote concerning the abomination that causes desolation. That's when he will defile the temple. There's speculation on exactly how he will do it, but it will be at the midpoint when the Jewish people, God's people will realize this is not our Messiah. Our Messiah would never do this. And then they'll realize their eyes will be opened, the blinders no longer there, and they'll realize this is not our Christ, and they will flee to the place prepared for them, both in Matthew and Revelation is described and prophesied. They will flee to the place prepared for them, where for the last three and a half years of the seven year tribulation, God will protect them from the Antichrist who's tried to exterminate them like the many times before. Many believe, present company included, that that place is in modern day Jordan, a place called Petra. So he causes this desolation by setting up this abomination until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. Daniel 8, Nobody really talks about this one. I, to me, it is actually, I don't want to compare it, it's not a fair comparison, but with Daniel 9, 27, you almost have to have Daniel 8, 24, and 25. Because in it we're told that the Antichrist, I want you to listen very carefully, will destroy wonderfully. Does that sound like an oxymoron? Destroy wonderfully? Wait, which is it? Is it going to be wonderful or is he going to destroy? No, both. Understand in the original language, this word wonderfully carries with it the idea of extraordinary annihilation. Sound familiar? He's going to destroy with an extraordinary, he's going to annihilate. And hang on to this word, prosper. And through his policy, that sounds like a political figure, his peace policy. And through his policy also he shall cause deceit to, here's that word again, hang on to it, prosper in his hand. And he shall magnify himself in his heart and by peace, not war, peace shall destroy many. Peace and prosperity. Hmm. 
You need to hang on to those for a minute. We'll come back to it. Zechariah 12, verses 1 through 3. By the way, this is, this is in real time right now at breakneck speed. This prophecy here is happening now. I, I, again, do I need to run out in the middle of traffic again and scream, listen to me, listen to me. The burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone, boundary stone, burdensome stone for all peoples and all who would heave it away, give it away, divide it away, cut it away, will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. I ask you, is the world today obsessed with and intoxicated by Jerusalem? Yes it is, exactly as God said it would be. What's the, what's the problem? Well, we need to kind of divide it up so that everybody gets their fair share. We got to give, you know, divided par. We're going to cut up the cake, the pie. We're going to give a piece to the Palestinians, so-called. We're going to give a piece to the Jews. Well, the Muslims, come on in. You guys come on in, because we all worship the same God after all. Well, Joel 3, 2, very interesting. I will gather all nations, all nations, and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, There I will enter into judgment against them concerning my inheritance, my people Israel. Why? For they scattered my people among the nations and divided up my land. You're cutting it up? I have the title deed to that land and I gave it to the Jew, not you. You can't do that. No, but they're doing it. You're going to cut it up? I'm going to cut you up. How about that? I know, that's not very loving. It's the truth though. This dividing up God's land, specific to Jerusalem, was set in motion back in the year 2020. What a year 2020. And by extension also set in motion other intersecting Bible prophecies of profound significance. You know what I'm speaking of, right? I'm speaking of what's been dubbed the deal of the century by one Donald Trump back in January of 2020. And curiously, notice the title of this plan, this deal. Peace to prosperity. Come on. That's Daniel 8. 
It sets the table for the dividing of Jerusalem, Zechariah 12, 1 through 3, in concert with the confirming of a seven-year covenant and the rebuilding of the Jewish temple, Daniel 9, 27. So you got Daniel 8, 24, 25, Zechariah 12, 1 through 3, and Daniel 9, 27, just to mention a few. Oh, come on, Pastor, I, I heard somebody say, this does not divide Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. May I just humbly speak the truth in love by quoting verbatim page 38 under section 21. The heading is, and I'm quoting verbatim, end of claims, end of conflict. Wait, end of claims. Wait, so the Jews have to end their claims on Jerusalem if they want to end the conflict. Exactly. No, but Jerusalem belongs to the Jew. They have a legitimate claim to Jerusalem. God chose Jerusalem to put his name on. We talked about that a couple, three weeks ago. So now we got to bring that to an end and no longer, because we got we to gotta make everybody happy here. Because, see, basically this is written in such an insidious way so as to imply that Israel must comply with the agreement and end all their claims in order to end the conflict. And this is wrong on every level. Fast forward to September 2020 and Trump's Abraham Accords peace agreement couple of quotes, again verbatim from page one, quoting, determined to ensure lasting peace, stability, security, and prosperity for both their states, and to develop and enhance their dynamic and innovative economies. Aww. Recognizing that, still quoting, the Arab and Jewish peoples are descendants of a common ancestor, Abraham and inspired in that spirit to foster in the Middle East a reality in which Muslims, Jews, Christians, and peoples of all faiths, denominations, beliefs, and nationalities live in and are committed to a spirit of coexistence, mutual understanding, and mutual respect. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and there is no way to the Father except through me. Not Muhammad. There is no other God. We don't coexist. Jehovah and Allah are not synonymous. Allah is a false God, Islam a false religion, and Muhammad a false prophet. There is only one true God the God of Israel. But this is exactly what we're told in the book of Revelation will happen during the seven-year tribulation, right? There will be a one-world religion. 
And it's happening. I'm, I'm back in the street again. Can we just, can we get me out of the middle of traffic, please? We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.